Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Your Last. For today, um, today we're going to be speaking about being courageous. I have loved this particular verse in Joshua 1 9, you know, when God, when Moses had died and God was telling Joshua to be courageous. But then today, I'm going to discuss David and his courage. David was one man, a very good example of being courageous. And so I'll read from 1 Samuel 26, 1 to 7, 12, 15, and we'll discuss in our usual manner afterwards. Holy Spirit, I submit to you. Help me deliver this message as you put in my heart. All of you, Lord, take absolute control and help me to yield myself to you and use every part of my being to deliver this message in Jesus' name. Amen. And for those listening, Lord, open your, 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 your ears. Help them to, to see, understand, you know, and, and open their hearts to hear from you. And um, enlighten your understanding to understand exactly what your, your thoughts are. And speak to them individually in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. So I read from 1 Samuel 1 to 7 and 12 and 15 i read the niv version and i'll also discuss as usual afterwards so i quickly read the ziphites went to saul at gibeh and said is not david hiding on the hill of hakila hakila which faces jeshimon so saul went down to the desert of ziph with his three thousand select israelite troops I just wondered, you know, like following him everywhere, 3,000 men, like that's a lot of people. Anyway, let me continue. They probably have a lot more land than we have here. So, um, to search for death for David. So Saul made his camp beside the road on the hill of, of Hakela facing Jeshimon, but David stayed in the wilderness. When he saw that Saul had followed him there, he sent out scouts and learned that Saul had definitely arrived. Verses 5. Then David set out and went to the place where Saul had camped. He saw where Saul and Abner son of Ner, the commander of this army, and had, had lain down. Saul was lying inside the camp while with the army encamped around him. The army was meant to protect him. David then asked Amalek, the Hittite, and Abisha, son of Zerai, Joab's brother, who will go down into the camp with me to Saul. I'll go with you, said Abishai. So David and Abishai went to the camp by the night, and then there was Saul lying asleep inside the camp with his spare stock in the ground near his head. Abina and the soldiers were lying around him. So I go down to verses 12. So David took the spare and water jug near Saul's head, and they left. No one saw or knew anything about it, nor did anyone wake up. They were all sleeping because the lord had put them in a deep sleep that's very important a very key point to also mention verses 15 david said now this is where saul woke up and then he, um, david had had um, left the, their camp there's a distance between them and then he now called abner who was meant to protect saul so i read david said you are a man aren't you and who is like you in Israel? Why didn't you guard the Lord your, your Lord the King? 
someone came to destroy your lord or king um what you have done is not good i will stop there and so we see that we see two interesting parts in this story the first one we see is that david had seen that they had found that they had come he sent scouts and he had found out that they had come to obviously kill him now bear in mind as we go through that saul's aim was to kill david he had one aim and so his three thousand men everything was aimed at killing david now this person that he that he was aiming to kill says that he's in a camp you know waiting to find him to kill him and so he calls to their own camp and they are sleeping a deep sleep he goes there first time sees Saul goes back asks one, one, one of his men to follow him Abishai they, they both go back look at them Abishai you know is thinking my lord can we just kill him now like if Abishai said in, in verses verses um eight he says he says today god has delivered your enemy into your hands now let me pin him down to the ground with one trust of despair i won't strike him twice which means that they were he, his life was in david's hand literally at that point in time and you see david goes again and um so that's second time right and then after what he leaves when i was looking at this i realized something David was so courageous to go twice to 3,000 men that were focused on killing him. And you see how God was able to protect him. But he wouldn't have known the ability of God and, and, and God, so he wouldn't have known what God had prepared if he had stayed at home or stayed in the wilderness. Now let me let me let me backtrack to David's history. David had displayed courage all his life. But then we see that every time he needed a deeper level of courage. So for example, he was killing the bear and the lion that came to see the sheep. Afterwards, he, he met Goliath and killed him. Afterwards, he started going for battles and winning battles continuously. Afterward, he started to serve Saul and then he went to this wilderness and we see he had only I think 600 men or so and then Saul was looking for him with 3,000 able men and he was able to go into their own camp this was, this was not the first time this was, this was the second experience where someone's going to find him and this time he even went there twice and said let me go and look at this Saul but you see that many times we get this instruction from God where God says do this and do that but they seem so huge and heavy and I'm saying this because we we're gonna get very similar instruction this year where God is taking us out of our comfort zone but they are here like ah, God that is huge you want me to do what you want me to do this and it's huge to you but it's not huge to God and for God to say do this it means that he's already prepared a way you know, it's already aligned things. It's already done the, the, the bigger work, the bigger job to ensure that once you walk into it, you are walking into his purpose. In this particular example, there were 3,000 men. Only David walked 
to the camp of Saul and saw him. Because it says here that David set out and went to the place. It, it doesn't say that he was with anybody. Even if he was with the whole men he had, he didn't have up to a thousand men. But he went to a camp with 3,000 men on his own and went to their king. So he didn't just go to the men. He went, he passed them, passed the guards, went and saw where Saul was sleeping and then stood there. Then you know, he now came back. So he now left and came back and said, let me go and bring somebody. The guard brought somebody back. And then they, and then they, they both saw. In that time, they looked at him. They contemplated killing him. They moved. They did everything. And none of the 3,000 men woke up. Cannot be, be anybody's doing. Or God's doing. And so, in his head, you may think, how will I face 3,000 men? God causes a deep sleep on all of them. But they don't even move. They don't even move. He's, they are there. Literally, if he could, if he wanted to kill Saul, he would have killed him in seconds. Because he was there where Saul, you know, was sleeping. The men that were meant to protect Saul were all sleeping. They were, they were, they were deep sleep to the point whereby a man comes twice when they don't even notice. It's like being on a war front. You, you are constantly on guard. Checking, seeing what's happening, what's the enemy doing, figuring out things, but then one is sleeping so much, you don't even know what's happening on the war fronts. And that was because God caused a deep sleep on them that, you know, they did not even know. But if David was not courageous, how would he have experienced God's worth? By the time David came, God had already caught a deep sleep. So God had already done the work. He just came and saw, saw, looked at him, carried his spare, carried his water to the left. But God had already caused a deep sleep on him, on, on, on the whole soul and the 3,000 men. That there was nothing they could have done to him because God was continually with him. That's only when he left and he screamed and called them out that they woke up. And so today, I challenge you. I challenge me to be courageous. No matter how mighty a mountain may be for us, no matter how impossible something that we see in front of us may look like, no matter how many times we have tried to do or climb that mountain that has not worked, if God says do it now, please do it. Be courageous. And so I want to leave you with the verse that I, I love so much. It's in first in Joshua 1 9. And I read it, and I read the New King James Version. It says, Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, wherever I go wherever we go. Be courageous. Thank you for listening to me today. God, thank you for doing the mighty works. Thank you for doing the great deeds. Thank you for doing the wondrous things. Lord, give us the strength to 
and the courage we need this year to obey your instructions, to do as you've asked us to do, so we can see your mighty hand, so we can align ourselves to your purpose, so we can see your wonderful works. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you and I love you. Bye.